Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Lawn Feed podcast episode. I am Ope, your host tonight, and with me, as always, is Andrew with the Dad Bod Lawn and Vince with Rooted Lawn Co. Uh, thank you, thank you for tuning into another great episode. Where tonight we are going to be talking about something that is really timely um, with the hot weather coming up in fungicides. It's going to be that time of year where we're going to start seeing stuff pop up into our lawn. That we don't want in our lawn and that's called fungus and disease and all of the fun things that hot weather brings with it so before we get into this uh be sure to check out our website after this episode for premium t-shirts and all other apparel that will absolutely decrease the amount of fungus in your lawn by a whopping zero percent <laughs> but at least you're gonna look dope out in your fungus ridden yard over this summer but the goal is to not have a fungus ridden yard because we're going to talk about fungicides and the things that you can do to prevent fungus disease and all of those fun things upcoming in the summer. So with this being said, we will eventually dive into all of those things, but we need to knock out some dad W and L's. As always, we bring the W and L uh, segment into the podcast brought to you by Forefathers. Uh, it's a polo company that is elevating the dad apparel for the DIY dad that has the OG polo turf dad polo with all of the lawn stripes and all of those different things and i think there's a second one coming out it's already out just super already out super cool turf stripe i think it has a zero turn Mm -hmm. on it so for all those zero turn riders that's all there uh we can offer you guys a huge discount on those uh all of the polos all of your entire order 20 percent off using code the lawn feed uh, at your order from shopforefathers.com. Andrew, you've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with W's and L's. I want to hand the ball to you. Floor is yours. Well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, my win is simply that my daughter graduates from preschool tomorrow. Nice. Oh, yeah, awesome. she's super excited to go um, on to kindergarten, but also sad to leave all of her friends because she's going to like the public school next year, which is also a huge win because that means we're not paying <laughs> for them to go to school you, or daycare. So it's, it's a cost you, savings. It's giant, you get a raise. Yeah, it's ginormous, right? So um, she tested into kindergarten. She's not doing the whole DK route. She's, you know, she's doing really, really well with everything. And we went to um, like a little open house thing at the elementary school that she's going to be going to. And they did a tour and everyone's like 15, 20 feet back during this tour from the person that's presenting. And she's right up there by the presenter, flipping her hair, acting like she owns the place. Like I'm like, she's going to do just fine. I'm not going to be worried about her. Takes after you. Yeah. Flipping the hair yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but onto the loss and it kind of tag- tags along with the whole potty training thing that we touched on what last episode, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. my son still refuses to go number two on the potty. And so every single night you put him in bed within 15 minutes, I pooped, I pooped. And, oh, no. and so he did that tonight. And so I was sitting with him and I'm, I'm like, all right, dad has to go do his show. I need you to go to bed. And I go to open the door. He goes, I pooped for the second time. <laughs> so he saves it all for nighttime, um, to do it in his big diaper, night big night pooper. Um, but the kid's so dang cute. You can't, 
you can't get can't mad. Get mad, can you? No, but I can still hear him upstairs driving my wife nuts. So you know. Well, we're out here having fun, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, I think we're all in the same boat with kids uh, giving us some trouble tonight. But uh, yes, we so, yeah, are. that's my quick win and loss. But you know, enough about the children. Let's talk about this fungus with this heat, which has been crazy for the end of May, early June here. So um, mm-hmm. the fungus is something that really everybody is going to experience in their lawn, whether you want to or not. It's just a matter of do you care to do something about it, right? Whether... You look out there and you're like, oh, I got some brown spots in my lawn. I don't care. And you just ignore it. Um, most of these diseases are not really going to do any permanent damage to your lawn, but some of them can. So let's start talking about fungus and what makes fungus you know, be present in your lawn. And there are three things called the disease triad. Uh, it's, Ooh, not, it's not that scary or cool. It's, it's really you need a host, which is your grass. Uh, that's number one. Number two is your environment, which is, you know, the temperature, the humidity, the moisture, if you have poor drainage, uh, too much rain, all that kind of stuff. And then number three is your pathogen, which is the actual fungus, which there's many different types of. And like I said, some can cause permanent damage, some can not. Um, But all three of these must be present in order for disease to be present in your lawn. So um, when it comes to the heat and humidity, a good rule to know is the 150 rule. And this 150 rule was brought to us by um, Spin Martin on a previous episode of um, Pro Turf Talks. And it was really awesome. And he told us about this 150 rule. And for Vince and I, who were on that episode, it just like clicked. And the 150 rule is when the air temperature and the humidity percentage equal 150, that is like considered the danger zone. And so 150 is the magic number. So that is when you want to start really thinking about fungus disease in your lawn and start to consider maybe a prevention to that. And so as you're approaching that 150 number, um, that's kind of your caution area. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. What are you going to be applying to your lawn as a preventative fungicide, which we will be talking about very shortly here. Yeah, it, I was about to say we'll we'll certainly touch on you know some products that you can you know put in there some 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 things that you can do on a preventative note, um, and and really just to kind of get ahead of it I think is the big part um, and and we'll certainly give a high level overview of that so certainly stay tuned, Vince. Uh, there's a lot people can do you know, without fungicides to put themselves in a better position um, at an advantage going into it. Uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about these cultural practices that people can be doing, you know, coming out of spring, going into summer. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, uh, Andrew, the disease triad, there's three different things there. So the grass, the environment, uh, and the pathogen. So if all three have to be present, well, why don't we try and get rid of one of those three? Um, that way we're kind of preventing that fungus from occurring. So cultural practices, um, it's very simple. It goes down to, um, good mowing, um, right. Fertilizers, um, different dethatching. Um, so first off good mowing, we harp on this before in many different podcasts, uh, follow the one third rule. You only, only want to be cutting off about one third, um, each time that you mow. Um, if you're cutting off, if you're letting it grow way too high, and then you're chopping it down, you're putting a lot more stress on the turf, uh, and a stressed out turf is going to have a weakened, uh, let's call it immune system. So when you're stressed, you're tired because we're dads. Um, we can be 
our, our immune system could be weakened. So same thing with your turf grass. You stress it out. You're you're at prone. You're a uh, prone time for disease. Um, we're going to hit on the four R's. Um, it's the four R principles of nutrient stewardship. So four R's are right source, right rate, right time, right place. What does any of that mean? Well, the right source, first off, it's, you know, um, it's talking about like the fertilizer type. Um, so are you putting down organics uh, where some of the organic fertilizers are going to be hot and heavy in the summer when you kind of don't want them to be active? Um, are you putting down the right rate? Uh, springtime, you don't want to be slamming your grass with uh, nitrogen. In the springtime, you don't want to be putting down tons of nitrogen, phosphorus, or potassium, whatever that, uh, whatever nutrients that you're trying to put down. It's already your grass is already going to grow. It's already in green up. So putting smaller amounts coming in from spring into late summer is actually going to be more beneficial for your uh, lawn overall. And if you're not over fertilizing it, then you're not going to be over mowing it. See how that all connects? Less fertilizer, less mowing, healthy grass, and we, we're only on the two R's. Um, and then right place keeps nutrients where the crops can use them. Um, so again, the fertilizer applications, lower nitrogen, uh, could increase the risk of fungus in the springtime and early summer. Um, there are some diseases, I believe, um, that if you add some nitrogen, it actually could be beneficial for, but we won't get into those right now. Um, some other common cultural practices, dethatching. Uh, best time to be dethatching or scarifying your lawn is going to be in the springtime. You can do this three, four times a month um, while the growing season is active. This is going to be removing those thatch layers, the dead grass to debris. It's going to be opening up your turf's canopy and it's going to allow water to get down into the ground a little bit better. It's going to have better airflow um, and that's going to help improve the quality of your turf. And lastly, um, Chris is our expert in this realm but using a high quality cultivar. The right grass seed is going to make a big difference. Stop buying grass seed from big box stores that's not high on NTEPs. And if you're confused what an NTEP is, Chris has a big guide. Um, go follow him on his social medias. He has a free guide, you download it. He goes through different uh, grass cultivars that are right for your specific area and it goes to the NTEP. it goes through uh, <clears throat> it goes for the different trials that um, these turf grasses have to go to that are that are superior and they're disease resistant and they're studied so so spend a little extra money on the grass seed and then hopefully you won't have to spend as much money repairing your lawn or fighting um, disease with fungicides big grass big guide guy big guide big, big guy hey Big There's one more thing I wanted guy. to talk about along with the mowing. I don't think it was touched on is sharpened um, mower blades, sharpening your mower blades. Um, That's important. Yeah, keeping those sharp. So not just, you know, the mowing that he talked about, but making sure you get a nice clean cut on those blades and you're not uh, causing lesions that welcome uh, disease into them. That's a good point. Lesions. It's a good point. Um, so we've got a whole bunch of different environments that now fungicides are, are, are needed, right? Um, so there are many different types of fungicides that someone could use uh, for the specific disease that they are preventing or battling, I think, as Vince mentioned earlier. Um, fungicides can come in two forms. They can come in a granular or a liquid. You know, depending on the type of disease that you're dealing with, it's often best to spray a liquid via calibrated backpack sprayer. Uh, that's an important piece, right? Because you want to make sure that it's kind of that even coverage at the, you know, 
right rate that we're supposed to be applying this thing. Um, and if it's not, it could lead to some further problems. Um, the label will direct you on exactly how to do this and whether it needs to be watered in, how long you should wait until it rains or how long you should run your irrigation next, for example. Um, the label is your best bet to gain instruction on whatever you are going to be applying. Um, granular is the same way. It'll it'll point you in the right direction in terms of you know what you need to do and what your watering instructions should be. But can't touch on this enough. Hey Chris, real quick, you just mentioned about watering, which we kind of stopped, which we kind of uh, missed. So should we be watering at night or day? We should be watering before the sun rises mm. in almost every case. Don't water right after work. If you're on a normal nine to five, that is a poor time to do that, right? Water overnight when that overnight temp is low right before sunrise. That's obviously the best time to do that. Um, I shouldn't say obviously, if you didn't know that now you learned something. Um, but the best way to manage all of these diseases in a lawn is with good cultural practices over and over and over again. And then with the preventatives that we just kind of mentioned and we'll be talking about later on inside of this episode, right? So that's actually a good, that's actually a good transition. Andrew, why don't we cover some preventative fungicides, you know, what they are uh, and, and what people need to know about them. Yeah. So preventative fungicides, kind of like when we talked about pre-emergent herbicides back when we talked about weed control, uh, preventative pre, so you're putting it down before the, um, the actual fungus is present or the disease is present. Uh, so we are going to be applying these products at a lower rate. Uh, you don't need to apply them at a high rate because we're just trying to keep things from being present in the lawn. Um, always look at your label of whatever product you are applying um, for how much to apply and how often to apply it. Most of these products will tell you to you know, apply it every 14, 21, 28 days. Read the label that there's many different products out there. Um, and also make sure you're looking to see what the rate is at because a lot of these products that you will see will say it covers 5,000 square feet. Well, that is at a preventative rate. So if you need to do a curative rate, which we will touch on in a second, you basically are going to get 2,500 square feet out of that bag. So about half. So you need two, two bags to cover 5,000. But um, some good products that you can use as a preventative fungicide, um, there's an active ingredient called exoxystrobin. And that's really a really great product. Um, if you can buy it in a liquid form, if you're comfortable spraying it with a backpack sprayer, like Chris mentioned, these products can get pricey. Um, but there is a really nice granular option that you can buy pretty much anywhere that you go to the big box stores. And that's Scott's Disease X. And that actually has the active ingredient, um, azoxystrobin, in it. So that is one of those products where it will say right on the front, covers 5,000 square feet. And that is the preventative rate. It's two pounds uh, per 1,000 square feet. And you will need to double that for a curative rate. Um, so there's also another one. Um, another, another active ingredient called propiconazole, and you can get this in a granular product from the Andersons. And I know at the big box stores, there's also a hose on sprayer from Bayer, um, mm -hmm. which is very easy, just like you would with any kind of liquid fertilizer hose on sprayer, just plug it in and go. And they also do have a granular product. Most of the time, Bayer also makes too with propiconazole. So those are two really good active ingredients that you can use. A lot of professionals actually will mix azoxystrobin and propiconazole together as their preventative. 
that's kind of, you know, getting a little more complex than we, what we want to really touch on here. But if that's something you want to look into, I'm sure you could find some literature on that. Um, and I'll go on into the curative fungicide. So this is maybe you didn't put down a preventative fungicide. You're looking out your lawn and you're thinking, oh man, like I got, I got some stuff going on here. You look at it, you're like, this is definitely a fungus. I need to put down something to get rid of this. So rates, uh, like I said, you're going to replace, apply these products at a higher rate. So like if you put down that Scott's disease X, you're going to be putting down four pounds per thousand rather than two. So that 5,000 square foot bag is now 2,500 square feet. So you are paying more now to, to kind of play catch up to apply these products. Um, make sure you read these labels. Uh, and a couple more things that you can do when you apply these same products as your preventative, just at the curative rates, you can make sure you're bagging your clippings because you don't want to be spreading your disease around your lawn. A lot of these uh, fungals, <laughs> fungals, funguses fungals. <laughs> have um, spores. And if you're just mulching and you're just spreading all those across your lawn, you're just going to help spread that disease even faster and do the work for it. Uh, you can wash off your mower deck after you mow. Um, also if the blades sharpen your blades, like we talked about, but cleaning your blades. And if you want to even get crazy, you can clean your shoes, you know, like I think we could all clean our shoes once in a while. So if you have fungus in your lawn make it a reason to give them a hose down, but, um, it's also important to, um, rotate between active ingredients like propiconazole and azoxystrobin, because believe it or not, just like humans can become resistant to antibiotics if you take them too often or if you don't, you know, finish your antibiotic like you're supposed to, um, your lawn can actually become resistant to these fungicides. So you do not want to apply the same fungicide over and over and over. It's good to rotate them um, so that your lawn is, you know, a little thrown off. So um, if if you have any questions about IDing, like identifying anything that's in your lawn, you're wondering if it's a disease, sometimes it's not even disease at all, but it, refer to your local um, extension office. Um, that is going to be your best resource because that is going to be whatever is closest in your region. And they are going to be the most familiar with what you're dealing with. A lot of these places, if you reach out to them, they'll say, email us a picture and we'll help you identify it. And they're really great. So if you need help, local extension office is always there for you. Yeah, that's a, that's a, but underrated thing to use right in, in not just this, but in most things with lawn yeah. care, if you've got a question, they, they love to have a conversation. Um, and that's a really good local resource. If you haven't done that, I, I highly encourage you to get to know some of those people over there and, and create that connection. Um, we, we talked about one thing that we should have in our arsenal, um, as it relates to fungus disease in our lawn, Vince, what is the one thing? The one thing that everybody should have is a phosphite. That one thing. <laughs> so phosphites, uh, so the, the fungicidal properties of phosphonates were discovered by scientists back in about like, like 1970s or something in France. Oh, wait, we're, this isn't that episode. Mm. We're not going that in depth. No. This is DIY. Yeah, little, this um, is DIY, bro. It's DIY. I zoned Sorry. out there for a minute. So, <laughs> so really simply put, phosphites basically help by promoting the plant's natural resistance to disease. Um, and they've been shown in different studies to help with the prevention of Pythium blight. Um, and if you know what Pythium blight is, you know that it's no joke. 
you know that um, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the one that'll yes. actually kill your grass and not just you know make it look. And bad. it will happen very quick. It's like the clap. <laughs> it is. It's like the clap. Yeah, sure. I'll <laughs> take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had both or just one or? <laughs> I plead the fifth. Okay, back to this phosphate stuff. So back to turf grass. Um, Chris, we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> um, so Pythium blight, it's a horrible uh, disease. It's reoccurring. You can apply some um, fungicides to be able to take care of it, prevent it um, as the label rates discuss. But one of the nice things you can do is you can run uh, a phosphate and you can run that in between applications of your preventative fungicides, um, or if you just want to run a phosphate, you can do that. Most phosphites, I believe, are a liquid. So having a calibrated, calibrated, <laughs> calibrated backpack sprayer is going to be your best friend. And we do have episodes on different equipment and stuff, so go check those out as well. Um, I myself uh, have Pythium pretty bad. I got it last year. And I ran a bi-weekly or... Um, I would do basically, let's put it this way. I would do an application of uh, a fungicide and then I would do a week or two later, I would do um, in between my fungicides, I would do an application of, of the phosphites. And I saw a big improvement in not only curing the Pythium blight, but helping keep the Pythium blight away. Um, so it's a really good product to keep in your arsenal. Lawn Supply, I believe they have some. That's Ryan Orr's company. Uh, Ellie Max um, makes it. It's like a 0030. Um, there's... Oh, nice. Um, is that, part is that of how the you got the class? <laughs> I think we went to high school with an Ellie Max. But... So, circling, uh, come, come bring it back, bring <laughs> Chris, it back. So, it um, yeah, go check it out. Google Phosphites, see, see what comes up. Um, reach out to a friend, reach out to us uh, for any questions you have on that. Um, and and hopefully between the cultural practices, um, doing some preventatives um, and just making smart, smart uh, decisions, um, calling your extension office, we'll be able to help you guys um, prevent and also uh, fix any fungus issues that you might have in this, this, uh, this year in your salon. And one, one thing I did want to add is we mentioned Zoxystrobin, and we mentioned propiconazole. That's not the only fungus out there, or that's not the only um, fungicides out there. So we're not telling you to go and only apply those all year round. Um, again, reach out to your extension office, talk to them, see what fungicides are out there, if you need to treat it or not, and just use good common sense when it comes to uh, applying these fungicides. Yep, no doubt. IDing what you got is really important. Um, and then finding the right fungicide for that is even more important. So um, we don't want fungus. We don't want diseases, much like the clap. So we're going to move on from that. But at least you are now more well prepared to take on your lawn and take on all of the things that the hot summer heat stress bring it and all of the different environmental changes that summer throws your way. Um, this has been fun chatting with you guys. Uh, obviously, go we can go much more deeper into this topic um this is very much surface level but there to help you guys out um one thing we did want to mention is if you want to go and find that lawn swag that will increase or decrease i should say the the amount of fungus in your yard by zero percent but you still want to look dope doing it go to the lawnfeed.com 
Enter Brad15 promo code and receive 15% off your entire order at our store with some elevated apparel for lawn swag. So that is always there. On behalf of the lawn feed, it was fun chatting with you guys. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. For those on the road, in the lawn, on the mower, wherever have you, that will do it for this episode. Until next time, see see you later.